Wine and Crime contains graphic and explicit content that may not be suitable for some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. to Wine and Crime, the podcast where three friends chug wine, chat true crime, and unleash their worst Minnesotan accents. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure, you bet. Mm. <laughs> uh, my name is Kenyon. I'm Lucy. And I'm Amanda. And this week we have a very special uh, topic for episode... A very sticky topic. <laughs> 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 for, for, for sticky episode end. 69. <laughs> yeah. My favorite. <laughs> yes, I'm so happy. <laughs> really? <laughs> that was the whole point. I, like, moved of this topic. And Earth she to make did. Sure that we would keep she this contacted topic. fan picks to be like, <laughs> you can't have this episode. We I'm have sorry. a special one for 69. <laughs> Thank you for your generous donation. <laughs> but we've got this priority. This one's covered. All right. Well, we think we're really funny, seated. but nobody gets it yet because. <laughs> the episode topic is forensic serology. Mm-hmm. And Juices of the body. <laughs> bodily, bodily fluids. <laughs> oh, white, creamy, milk-like <laughs> fluids. <laughs> Male Of the and penile variety. <laughs> reproductive <laughs> fluids. Oh, what? Um, but also other <laughs> things like sweat and blood and I don't know. I don't think tears, but everything else, right? Yeah, I don't know. We'll get into it. We will. All right, Lucy will get into, into it. it. But first, Amanda, yes. what yes. is our wine crime pairing for episode sixty-nine? <laughs> this is easily our best pairing yet. <laughs> I will say. Um, we have paired this episode with the Funk Zone Red Blend <laughs> from Wink Wine Club, <laughs> chosen for obvious reasons because that funky spunk. Delicious. Let's talk for a moment about Wink Wine Club, which is our amazing sponsor. They are an online wine club that can broaden your wine drinking horizons at the click mm. of a mouse. Horizons. Yeah, it's pretty great. Uh, so you can head over to trywink.com forward slash gals. That's T R Y W I N C dot com forward slash gals. If it's your first time going to their site, you'll be greeted with a flavor quiz so they can get an idea of what you like. They're going to make suggestions for you. You can take their suggestions or you can flip off their suggestions and peruse (laughs) their giant inventory of wine. Put four or more wines in your cart. They take care of the shipping. Mm -hmm. And on that gal's landing page, if it's your first time ordering, you also get 20 bucks off. It's crazy. Towards wine. You guys, yeah. is there anything it's, better? Mm-hmm. And with their prices, that's almost two free bottles. Like, it's crazy how well-priced mm-hmm. these bottles are. It's, mm-hmm. And they're so good. I've really never been disappointed by one of the wines that's shown up in my box. And I often 
will just reorder some of the same stuff over and over again because I yeah. love it so much and I want to like stockpile it before it goes away because they change up their inventory a lot. Mm-hmm. So you get exposure to a lot of cool stuff. So check it out. Trywink.com forward slash gals. You get wine delivered right to your door. It couldn't be easier. And you can drink along with us. We typically do pairings in advance and then we'll share them with you so that you can uh, kind of make like a curated wine and crime box and uh, drink along with us for the month. So the next one of those should be out shortly, actually. Yep. We're going to pick those soon. Um, so this wine is actually really, really cool. It's um, a Santa Barbara yeah. County blend. So that's in California. And it's inspired by an old school French blending style of red and white varietals. What? That's super they do yeah. that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's not rosé. No, it's not rosé, and that is, as we've discussed before, <laughs> that is not what makes rosé. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> um, so yeah, it's this is a popular uh, style in northern Rhone Valley wines, and then I think you'll also see this in some Nebbiolos and other Italian blends as well. Um, in this particular bottle, they've blended Syrah and Viognier, so two of my absolute fave varietals, and the result is really freaking lovely. You get some of the traditional, like, robust flavors of Syrah, like black cherry, herbal notes, leather, cedar, mm. touch of mint, and then the addition of the Viognier is actually what kind of gives it some of that funk, that funk zony funk. Oh. So it gives the wine a super aromatic bouquet. You're getting a lot on the nose with this wine. Um, a little bit floral and a bit, dare I say, funky. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> this wine is beautifully balanced between jammy and floral. It has a nice, long, dry, lip-smacking finish, just like another Don't finish we may know. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> it's recommended to let this wine open up just a bit and get some oxygen to mellow out a bit of the acidity, but taste is subjective, so do whatever the fuck you want. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Love it. Shall we pop with one of our nice pop wine keys available Let's on our merch store at wineandcrimepodcast.bigcartel.com? <laughs> do it. Yes. Okay. <laughs> a bargain Subtle. at any price. Subtle. <laughs> Native advertising. Ooh, Take a little squeak on the way in, <laughs> in there. Okay, hold on. That's, That's what, she, what said. she said. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> One, two, three. Oh, that was like dainty pop. <laughs> that was a very good pop. Nice. It pop. was so dainty. Oh. It was. Cheers, you guys. Cheers. Cheers. Mwah. Funk to my funk soul sisters. Oh yeah, <laughs> so funky. <laughs> oh, this wine's beautiful. It's a little like lighter in color, but it mm. should still feel pretty medium bodied on the palate. Mm. Speaking of funk zone right. sisters, you know what I'm glad? <laughs> what are you glad? That none <laughs> of the three of us are Eskimo sisters. <laughs> Oh, I was at a pool party yesterday Uh and uh, there was a young man there who I had uh, made love to at one time in (laughs) my my life. Oh, my gosh. And uh, oh, yeah. And another gal (laughs) arrived and uh, she had also made love to him (laughs) at one time. And I turned to her and I go, hey, so and so, didn't we both sleep with so and so? And she goes, yep. And we high fived and he turned beet red and then we enjoyed the rest of our party. Memorial Day. So, God bless the vitamins. You guys fucked the same dude. (laughs) Some gave all. 
all gave some. <laughs> and you've done more for less. Uh-huh. I have. Oh, my God. I hope you did that for free is what I hope. Oh, for sure. I did do it for free. <laughs> Freedom isn't I mean, I got opinion. a lot out of it. <laughs> I got about eight inches out of it, oh. if you know what I mean. Whoa! Just once? Yeah, just once. Oh. He's mm-hmm. not He's not a more than once kind of mm. guy. <laughs> it's what you do with it. Yeah. 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 Uh-uh. All right. Just in it for the story. <laughs> Lucy, what is our background in psych? Probably more like forensics. Oh, factoids. You know it, girlfriend. About forensic serology. All right. Well, forensic serology refers to the detection, classification, and study of serums, which includes mm-hmm. the part of the blood that doesn't Siemens. clot or coagulate, for example. <laughs> what? Oh, girl. I am on midway through my first sentence. There's going to be so many hits this episode. It also includes serous fluids, which are any clear body fluids. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Your giggle is so gross. <laughs> uh, okay, so any clear body fluids. <laughs> A common trait of serous fluids is that they help with digestion, excretion, and respiration. So that includes sweat, spit, mucus, membrane fluids, etc., and also just other body fluids. Does that include when babies drink milk and then spit up the milk? Because that, to me, is the grossest thing in the world, <laughs> yep. and I can't handle it I think at I li- all. I got that a list of saliva in it. I got a list oh. of serums coming up for you, and they're in alphabetical order. I should have made it into a song, but I didn't have time. That's okay. <laughs> Just sing it sort of a little bit Spoken to the tune word of We Didn't it. Start the Fire. So, <laughs> yeah, so slam serums. poetry this. <laughs> Serums may include <laughs> bio, blood, and breast milk, earwax, child, and chime, feces, female, ejaculate, gastric juice, lymph, pus, room, saliva, sebum, sigma, sputum, tears, urine, vaginal secretion, and vomit. <laughs> I only knew what about was 70% of those words. <laughs> my favorite what is... What was my- rectal... Juice or whatever? <laughs> what was that one? <laughs> we'll go through it cl- a little slower. <laughs> Bile. Right. Oh, yeah. Bile. Bile, okay. blood, breast milk, which okay. answers oh. Amanda's baby answers barf question. Yeah. Yep. Earwax. <laughs> My favorite pairing is chile and chime. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like a cute bed and breakfast. I do, yeah, I do not know what that is, and I don't want to know. So our millionth spinoff podcast after Gossip Child and Child. Child and Child. So Child is a milky fluid that comes from digesting Ugh. fats in the small intestine. Uh, I'm full of that. And where, do, where does it come out? <laughs> I'm like 90% Child at this point. I think it's just <laughs> gross. <laughs> childific you guys uh i don't know where it comes out i think it just adds to all the liquids in your body you got a lot of liquids in your body 
Mm-hmm. Like Comes out of the pores. Like full of child and child. Well, you have like <laughs> two or three times as much other serums in your body as you do blood. So like oh. you're just full of juice. You're a big juice pocket. Good God. Well, if you've ever popped a zit, you know that. <laughs> juice pocket. <laughs> juice pus pocket. <laughs> and chime is the partially digested food that goes from your stomach to your duodenum. Duodenum. Yeah, duodenum. Yep. There yep. it is. There we go. Yep. And that You're welcome. is not what I'm picturing, which is basically the dangly thing at the back of your throat, but around your butt. Not that. <laughs> you have a dangly thing on your butt? No. I think that's called a tail. No, she was imagining that's what the chime was. <laughs> it's just what it sounds your, like it, it is. It would be your wind chime <laughs> every time you farted. <laughs> <laughs> my wind chime. Reminds me of my oh grandparents' cabin. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's how Ebola spreads wind chime. Stop. <laughs> All right, then we've God. got feces, duh. Female ejaculate, which is different from yep, vaginal yep. secretions. <laughs> You're damn oh. right it is. Squirt. Woo! <laughs> Squirt. Uh, gastric juice. That's the one I was curious about. Um, I think it's like fart juice. Like a when wet you fart. accidentally kind of like poop a little bit of juice out. I'll yeah, go no, I think we've all been there. I think, well, maybe you can poop it out, but I thought it was like when you vomit, but you're not vomiting like solid. It's just like that like liquid that you yep. vomit up. And actually, I should have known that because when I get anxious, my anxiety manifests in a lot of gastric mm. juices, which is why I yeah. barfed like my way through college. And I know a lot. And of it's like did, yellow and like, acidic. Too, mine was largely it? not alcohol related. Yeah. Um, yeah you yeah. needed some pills so, in college. Yeah, they gave me, they put a camera up my butt trying to figure out what was wrong with me, and turns out that Noice. didn't accomplish anything, but I had the fun experience Except pleasure. of having a camera up my butt. It literally feels like pooping backwards. It's so weird. Incredible. I had that last year, but they put me under because I'm a fainter. <laughs> um, okay, gastric humble, juice. Humble brag. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a fainter. Put that on your... Some sort of I'm adding that to my Tinder profile. So gastric <laughs> juice is a thin. I love Lincoln logs, thin, and I'm a fighter. Oh my god! Thin, clear, <laughs> virtually colorless, acidic fluid secreted by the stomach glands and active in promoting digestion. Mm-hmm. Uh, lymph, which is next on our list, which is uh, mm. like the like the juices from your lymphatic system. So I think oh. that it carries like hormones and shit. Like interesting. Snot. How little do I know about the lymph system? Like lymph nodes. Isn't that like your hormones? I don't know. We're gonna get so many emails, so let's just <laughs> let's just move on. Uh, We're pus. not gonna do corrections, you guys. So just no. deal with it. Yeah. There's no way to know. There's no way to know. <laughs> uh, pus, our favorite. Room. Mm-hmm. Don't really know what that is either. Probably has something to do with rheumatic fever. Probably like lung juice. Mm. Mm. Um, saliva, sebum, which is your skin oil. Yeah, yeah. I have a lot of that. Smegma, (laughs) which turns out is a real word, not just invented by sixth grade boys. Oh no, smegma is very real. Smegma. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sputum. Sputum. Let's Google that one too. What is it? 
Sputum. <laughs> what is it? Keskase. What is sputum? Yeah. I don't, I know. don't I know. I think it's like phlegmy shit, but I'm pretty sure it's pronounced sputum. Sputum. Yep, it's a noun. A mixture of saliva mm. and mucus coughed up from the respiratory tract. Nailed <laughs> Typically it. Typically as a result of infection Nailed or it. other disease and often examined microscopically to aid medical diagnosis. Guys, I'm, I'm a over. doctor. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting over a sinus infection, so I've definitely left a trail of that around the house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then we've got tears to answer one of your other questions. Urine, mm-hmm. obviously. Vag, secretion of, and vomit. Woo! I did not yeah. think that most of those could carry DNA. I am shocked. If there's anything I've learned from doing this podcast, it's that fucking everything carries mm-hmm. DNA. Right. A bad look in someone's direction carries <laughs> DNA. Mm-hmm. Like, if you eyes. glare hard enough, <laughs> you're leaving DNA somewhere. Shade. But That's yeah. added to the Shade. list. Shade. <laughs> this, this brings us to our topic. Today, we're focusing on Baby batter, daddy sauce, Woo! crack wax, oh. cock snot, oh. dong water, oh. gentleman's relish, oh. jamba juice, oh. nut butter, oh. penis colada, oh. nizzle drizzle, <laughs> prick liquid, <laughs> onward Christian soldiers, schlong jelly, throat yogurt, trouser gravy, cleaner oh. sauce, splooge, spunk, jizz, oh. semen. Throat yogurt made me <laughs> ill. <laughs> I like penis colada. Some chime. <coughs> <laughs> oh my god! I, I can feel it. I can feel it. I can feel it, you guys. Oh my god! Can feel the baby bag. I have, oh, I have oh. fucking PTSD from that. <laughs> I'm triggered. <laughs> Trigger warning, Lucy's segment. Uh, you guys, I had so many tabs open. I had to Google <laughs> yeah. the most. <laughs> the grossest things <laughs> earlier <laughs> oh. <laughs> on your oh my work fucking computer <laughs> nailed it tax oh deduction god. thanks government mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my god well that was amazing yeah um, that was the greatest thing i've ever experienced in my life so ever in my life <laughs> and i went to one of my best friend's weddings who's on this podcast that was still better <laughs> That should have oh my been God. my my speech. <laughs> my vows. That is officially my speech Baby at batter. Kenyon's throat yogurt. At, at Kenyon's rehearsal dinner. <laughs> <laughs> Gentleman's relish. <laughs> it was a good yeah, one. Yeah, that was a good one. That was a good one. <laughs> it's so gross. Okay, so let's talk oh about uh, the forensic side of, you know, Jamba Juice. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, please. Ruined for me now. Okay. Forensic scientists I'm, can usually yeah. identify semen in a crime scene using a combination of UV spect- spectroscopy, which is UV blue, basically black light. Hello, Room Raiders. Mm-hmm. Do you guys remember? Oh, that? I loved that show. It was so embarrassing. I loved it. Also, it's why like um, bowling, like fun bowling nights. Oh, cosmic bowling. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> never good. Never good. Um, just make sure to wash. A word about yeah. black lights and UV lights in forensics. They're basically the same thing, but with mm-hmm. like varying, you know, degrees of quality. <laughs> like you're not going to get a good black light to identify semen at like Spencer's. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but right. black lights or UV UVA lights specifically can detect not only fluids but also fingerprints and subcutaneous bruising on a body, including post mortem, which I thought was really cool. Question. Yeah. So is the fingerprint aspect of both the UV light and when you're actually dusting for fingerprints, is it that skin serum yeah. that's like leaving a, Oh, yep. I never knew this. Yes. Yeah, it's the oil that's, yeah. that's left behind. It's your skin serum, a.k.a. Uh, not sebum. Ch- not child, not chime. <laughs> yeah, sebum. <laughs> mm-hmm. Ooh. Mm-hmm. That's sebum cool, you guys. Seriously, <laughs> sebum cool. Um, the use of UV lights is important in forensic analysis because it doesn't damage the scene. It doesn't cause any destruction or anything, whereas luminol yep. is a substance that you have to apply to basically get the same yep. effect. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. And also mm-hmm. UV black lights can also detect certain drugs, such as LSD. Ooh, cool. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Also, luminol, it only fluoresces for like a few seconds and you have to like take a picture. Yeah. Mm. Um, whereas the UV light, I imagine it's like as long as you're shining the light. As long as your battery lasts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, okay, so they usually identify semen in a crime scene using a combo of the UVA spectroscopy and an acid phosphate or phosphatase test, which identifies certain mm. enzymes. And also a microscopic slide search for spermatozoa, a.k.a. sperm. Yep. Mm. So if they don't, but also if you... When's the taste test? (laughs) (laughs) Scratch and sniff. (laughs) The scratch and sniff. Okay, anecdote. Oh, my God. Oh, no. No. (laughs) Nothing, no good anecdote could be triggered by what I just said. No way. Good friends. I will not say her name. It's um, not any of us. Show. It's no, no. She's not <laughs> on this show. Uh, we were in college and we had like a dinner party, but we were all like you know twenty years old, so it was only as classy as as we could make it at that uh-huh. age. But it Easy was Mac oh, and we were drinking out of boxes. <laughs> let's be honest. Yeah. Well, we were drinking out of solo cups. Oh no! But oh, they were. No. Fresh solo cups. They were brand new, purchased from the store in packaging. I can't. And there were like, you know, 18 of us lined up at these like beer pong tables all lined up. And um, (laughs) my friend was like barely sipping her drink all night. And somebody sitting next to her was like, are you okay? Like, what's going on? And she was like, here, like, taste this. Which, if anyone asks you to taste this. No. Tastes weird. Here, try it. Yeah, exactly. No. So the other friend takes a sip from the Solo Cup and makes a face and passes Uh, it along. And subsequently, everyone at the fucking table taste this solo cup including you oh yeah i definitely did oh god okay oh this is a scene in american pie though like actually (laughs) well it happened in my actual lived experience so you know stifler in real life stifler's mom (laughs) probably 
<laughs> no, but this happened in my real life. It was the cup itself. Like, there was nothing visible in the liquid. But the cup itself, which had been used for the <clears throat> first time that night, fresh from Ew. the packaging, it just smelled like cum. It was oh, just God. the smell <clears throat> of cum. Oh, no. It was Didn't we go to high school with a kid who was like, unabashedly uh, unafraid of drinking liquids out of abandoned cups and he like drank out of a wendy's cup that he found in the wendy's parking lot and got to the bottom of it and there was a used condom in it (laughs) i vividly remember this story i don't remember that but i'm also but i don't remember who it was about but i'm pretty sure it was one of lucy's ex-boyfriends anyway don't drink out of phantom cups long story Uh, short yeah long story short (laughs) Uh, if the scientists don't see any spermatozoa under the microscope, that does not mean that it's not semen, because, mm-hmm. you know, happens to guys sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, they will do a test for the presence of P30 or a prostate-specific antigen, which is like jizz minus the sperm itself. Oh. Right, so when you're shooting blanks. Yeah. Yep, when you're shooting blanks, or if you had a... Uh, you know, whatever those scopies are. So it's still I mean, uh, ej- it's still ejaculate, but it doesn't have active sperm. Yep, it won't have the spermatozoa in it. Got Isn't it. that what um, a whatchamacallit is? <laughs> if you're going to say pre-cum, we're going to get no, to that, too. No, it's not that. Oh. It's uh, <laughs> when a penis, the like, valve I just couldn't is wait. shut off <laughs> so that you're not shooting out active sperm. What the fuck is that yeah, called? Snip snap, snip snap. Vasectomy. There yeah. it is. That's what I meant by scopy yep. when I couldn't think of that word. Yep. No valve is shut up. <laughs> snip snap. Oh my they kind of do just shut yeah, the trap door. Scientifically you know? accurate. I am a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the average ejaculation is about a teaspoon. Ooh. It's kind of a lot. Uh, containing more than a handful is a waste. <laughs> Uh, a handful, <laughs> more than a fistful. Uh, uh, and each teaspoon contains roughly between 10 and 50 million sperms. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, usually the amount is less than a teaspoon, but it can be larger if the man has not ejaculated in a while. Mm-hmm. A while. Can a be. while. A while. Uh, so, um... Semen is composed of many different substances, including many of the body's chemicals. Mm. Um, so even the breakdown of food products can make its way into semen. Hello, asparagus. Pineapple. Excuse yep. me? Yeah, that's a yeah. real thing. It's a real thing. Uh, Pineapple makes it taste sweeter, allegedly. Yeah. Well, I've heard that, but I haven't heard anything about asparagus. It's like how it makes if your pee. it affects pee. your pee. Well, yeah. sure. smell weird, it can also affect the other fluids coming out of that region. Oh, God. Uh-huh. All right. Also, like medicines, herbal supplements, caffeine, and alcohol can change the properties of semen, most notably sperm count. Mm. Mm. So if you're trying to get preg, don't drink Coke. Have your dude not drinking any Coke. Really? Or okay. too much beer. Or too much horny goat weed. Oh, that's mm. the good stuff, though. That's the good stuff. That's the good stuff, stuff right there. Herbal supplement. Um, seminal fluid is a, like I just said, a complex mixture of secretions from at least four male urogenital glands. Mm-hmm. The the seminal. <laughs> I knew that was coming. 
The seminal vesicle gland contributes to approximately 60% of this mixture. The prostate gland contributes approximately 30%, and the combined contribution of the epididymis and the bulbarethral. Ooh, which that is sounds like a pre- Pokemon. Uh, that's pre-cum land. That's where your pre-cum comes from. Okay. I see you. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay. They account for the remaining 10%. I'm just over here frowning. It's fine. Yep. <laughs> Furrowed brow. It's fine. Uh, so when I started looking at the different ways that they test for semen, uh, forensically speaking, I came across something called the Christmas tree stain. Thank God. No. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's actually not as disgusting as it sounds. I assumed it was like, you know, the way it dries on your sheet or something On your like Santa that, suit. <laughs> <laughs> on Santa's lap. Uh, uh, How it dries on Santa's <laughs> lap. <laughs> oh my I think god. I have to go. No, you don't. <laughs> no. You I'm like apparently don't. too much of a prude for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> it was your idea. I, I love it so much. I'm so happy. I talk a big game. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So how the Christmas tree (laughs) stain works. (laughs) Uh, Okay. So two main reagents are used to consecutively are used consecutively to produce this distinctive stain. Mm, Okay. So I'm going to try my damnedest to pronounce this. Yes. Uh, Picro in indigo carmine of course. stains. Nailed of course. It's some sort of chemical that stains the neck and the tail portion of the sperm in green and blue. Oh, hence the Christmas. While tree. the nuclear fast red, aka Kernictrot, okay, got it. Yep. <laughs> gives the it. sperm heads uh, a red color, and the tip of the head is kind of a pink. Color. So it's like Christmas colors. His oh. tip tastes like bubble gum. <laughs> His what is tip that tastes like Karnak trot. I don't know why we used, <laughs> we to, used say to say that, that in middle school, yeah. but we did. I think one of us was eating um, one of those like suckers that has bubble gum in the middle. Mm, the tip. And that came from that. Like and we pretended that we gum. were so sexually advanced. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ugh. 13 was a good year, um, guys. Ick. <laughs> um, there is also a test called the RSID semen strip test. Mm-hmm. Sounds, I, like a, this believe, sounds like a ship. Like a uh, freighter. Yeah, it totally does. The RSS well, semen sample. RSID. Whatever. Semen strip. <laughs> the SS, the SS semen, semen strip. sample. Strip. <laughs> Um, I'll just point out that the Christmas tree stain only works on sperm that are like alive and haven't broken down yet, which can happen fairly quickly depending on the environment that they're in. So like if it's in your vagina, depending on the the health of the person 
with the vagina, uh-huh. it can break down faster or slower. Uh-huh. 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 And scientists so have also- developed special techniques for extracting semen samples from vaginal, uh, from the vaginal walls, shall we say. Like a Q-tip? Mm. No, special techniques, but that's as far as I got. Like in a my turkey case. baster? Sure. Step right oh up, because these days I'm a treasure trove. It <laughs> 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 can be very confusing for investigators. I'm a forensic I'm a- pathologist <laughs> nightmare. <laughs> I'm a fucking library of DNA. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Single and ready to mingle. Okay. <laughs> So the RSID (laughs) semen strip testing, I believe, can be done a little bit later, and it's similar to a pregnancy test. Oh. So, like, it's that kind of chemical reaction. Okay. Um, Another chemical reaction test is called the acid phosphate test. Didn't really get too far into it. I tried to get more information, but then it took me to a page with, like, a million really long words that I did not know the meaning of, and I just didn't have the patience. It's like those horrible Wikipedia articles that you stumble upon, and they're like written by doctors. Yes, and you're well, like, why yeah. did you take the time to? There should be like a separate Wikipedia for doctors because yep. us like idiots, guys, lay people, people yeah. do not need that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Love it. Um. Okay. So I have a fun little fact, fun little article. <laughs> okay, it opens with Dutch police have trained dogs to sniff out semen in a trial program that proved so successful it has become part of sexual assault investigations. Nice. <laughs> in unrelated news, happiest dogs in the world are Dutch. Ick. <laughs> I, w- I felt sorry for them. Dogs love a good crotch. Yeah. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Yeah. Okay. Dutch, home to world's uh, most well-adjusted happy dogs. <laughs> the best dog. The best dog toy ever is the cum sock. Yeah, The 100%. masturbation Ew. sock. Combined just underwear from the camper. Yeah. I can't do dogs. I can't. Whatever. Cats feast on their own anal glands, but so do dogs. So they say. Feast. <laughs> it's like a buffet. Mm. Oh, my God. Um, Okay, so the dogs that, that they use are uh, a crossbreed between a Dutch and a Malinois Ooh. shepherd. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they look kind of like German shepherds. Fancy. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and one of these dogs, it took only 30 minutes to find an, an invisible drop of semen that her hand, this is a quote, you guys, that her handler drizzled ah. onto a tree stump <laughs> in a forest. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my god what was happening in that forest i love it <laughs> who is her handler her name was ziva oh my god uh, a trained semen sniffing dog can tra- <laughs> a trained semen sniffing dog can find traces up to a week after the assault takes place that's amazing The dogs can be particularly helpful in outdoor spaces as the ultraviolet light used to detect semen traces work best in the dark. So, get that overtime. Pretty cool. They they now have six dogs that are specially trained to sniff out semen. (laughs) 
uh, part of a group of 120 dogs that a dedicated police department trains to sniff out specific substances such as drugs, explosives, and money. Come so, God bless ups. those semen sniffers. Probably pretty awkward for those home visits. Or I don't know, <laughs> like, you know how sometimes police dogs, like, go home with their handlers? <laughs> yeah. They retire. They're, like, fostered. <laughs> and they're just, like, alerting all the time. I have a teenage son. He cannot have this dog. Oh my god! Yes. So that's my uh, that's my background for you. Oh my god, that was freaking amazing. If um, you have a semen sniffing dog that won't stay away from your bed. <laughs> You might if, need talk space. If you also have PTSD from hearing Lucy's list of bodily fluids. Yeah. Not to trivialize PTSD, no. but that was pretty intense. Definitely right, not trivializing PTSD. If you mm-hmm. have feelings <laughs> about that list. And that might keep you up at night. Or anything. Tonight. Uh, you might want to think about joining talk space. Did you know that Talkspace is an online therapy company that makes it easy, convenient, and affordable to connect you with a licensed therapist in your area that you can contact on your phone? Yeah. Love it. Yeah. 2018, y'all. It's the therapy of the future, and it's freaking amazing. The future is now. It is now. (laughs) The future is now. Mm -hmm. Uh, We all use Talkspace, and we love it. Obviously, we... uh, drive each other crazy Mm -hmm. indeed (laughs) indeed Mm -hmm. but even just like regular everyday you know stressors Mm -hmm. um and even if you have like just life yeah life yeah there's a lot it's important to talk to somebody and get another perspective and you know zoom out a little bit it's incredibly helpful we love it couldn't recommend it more Mm -hmm. and it's great if you have anxiety because i had so much anxiety about going back to therapy and this was such an easy way for me to do it without feeling anxious Mm -hmm. for sure uh you don't need to wait until your mental health is like taking a dip in order mm-hmm. to start therapy. Like, therapy is good year-round. It's always in fashion. Mm-hmm. It's worth it. And Talkspace is the mm-hmm. easiest way to get that kind of extra support and extra help. You don't need to get in your car. You don't need to put on pants. You don't need to put on a bra, brush your teeth. Love it. Love you it. just uh, have your therapist in your pocket, basically. You can message them at any time. You can uh, voice memo, video, text message, whatever you want to do. And then they will have their office hours and they will get back to you and you can talk about whatever is on your mind. So you can you can lay in bed nude eating hummus and talking to a professional therapist. Oddly like specific. it doesn't get any better. <laughs> I mean oddly specific but yes you can that's one way to access talk space <laughs> um, that resonated with at least a dozen people <laughs> correct you're welcome for while well, your cat ghost face is purring next to you <laughs> or um, licking your hummus. face she doesn't leave me alone with the, when the hummus is out. Okay, so for $30 off your first month, go to Talkspace.com forward slash gals, G-A-L-S. And again, that gets you $30 off your first month of online therapy. It's amazing. 
Talkspace.com. Treat your brain. Treat your brain. Love it. <laughs> so, who's ready to be bummed out? Oh, God. Always. Me. <laughs> what <laughs> else is new with my life? Me. <laughs> 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 right, Fucking so, me. <laughs> my case has some <laughs> really dark moments. I'm um, shocked. But in the end, there's like a little <laughs> taste of justice. So, like, bear with me. Good. Don't say taste in this <laughs> serology episode. Mm. Mm. Tastes like justice. Mm. There's about a teaspoon of justice. <laughs> Oddly bleachy. Justice needs to eat more pineapple. <laughs> Gross. Less asparagus. Okay. Mm. Well. Yum. Yeah. Yeah. On a different note, uh, this case is also pretty monumental in the world of forensics. Yes. Excellent. Um, and of course, it takes place in England. Oh, thank God! Yes. Which means it's time for some geography. Geography. Boop, 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 boop. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> the villages of Narborough and Enderby, outside of Leicester, which oh. rhymes with Uncle Fester and not and Leicester. <laughs> Which, which rhymes with Worcestershire sauce. Worcestershire. Um, <laughs> lie west of Odeby, Wigston, Ooh. and Whetstone <laughs> Blabby. Oh. <laughs> What's wrong with you? <laughs> north, north of Frolsworth and Ooh. Sutton in the Elms. Mm. <laughs> and southeast of Kirby Muxlow, Ratby, oh. and my personal favorite, Newton Unthank. <laughs> unthank. I'm unthankful for this town. <laughs> Newton. I hoped you were going to say licky end, sticky end, and pricky end. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing can Which top licky end. Which is the tricky end. end. <laughs> yeah, the tricky end. <laughs> okay, so bringing it bringing it back super down. Roller Great. coaster of emotions. Um, <laughs> Excellent. Clutching my wine. <laughs> On November 21st, 1983, 15-year-old Linda Mann told her parents that she was going to walk over to her friend's house. Mm-hmm. She never... Never a good idea. She never made it. And oh, she was no. never seen alive again. Great. Oh. 15 years old. Yep. Oh, my God. Uh, the next morning, her body was found lying on a footpath known locally as the Black Pad. And just a heads up, a lot of footpaths with names are in this case. Uh, okay. So <laughs> get ready Black for that. Pad. The fact that that is worth mentioning gives me pause. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> lots of footpaths in this story. Yeah, with Ugh. names. Um, so this footpath, the black pad, was on the grounds of a psychiatric hospital. Okay. Oh, God. Is this a horror movie? Great. It sounds like a horror movie. Evidently. Uh, Linda was naked, and the killer took time to cover up her body with twigs and branches. Hmm. Uh, She's taking a lot of twigs. Yeah. She had been raped and then strangled with her own scarf. 
Good God. Oh my God. Stop it. It's a true crime podcast, okay? I know. I'm saying stop it to the perpetrator. Right, right, right. Okay. Stop the strangling stop. and the raping. Yeah. yeah. I understood. Just stop all that. Okay. Um, she gets it. <laughs> investigators uh, collected and tested a semen sample, uh, but it was 1983, so the most that they can glean from it is that it came from an individual with type A blood. And okay. um, in the United States, approximately 40% of the population has blood type A, yep. but then it gives it can be differentiated further from that nowadays of A negative and A positive. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, if, it, if it were A negative, then that's only 6% of the population. It's a little bit more rare, but I couldn't figure out whether or not the sample was A positive or A negative. So all I Guys, got is... I don't know my blood type. You, that's not good. I have no idea. I'm AB positive, which means I can get blood from literally anyone, and I can only give it to like a tiny subset of the population. That is so perfect for who you are as a person. (laughs) Very spot on. God, I'm O negative, so I can give it to anybody, but I have fainted. Every single time I've given blood, so I'm not like super keen on still doing it, but I really should. I've like never yeah, been allowed to donate blood because I've always like just been somewhere that they are like, oh, you can't donate after for three years after you've been to that place, or like, mm-hmm. oh, you just oh, got a tattoo yeah. or whatever. So I've never been allowed to donate blood. I should do it before we go to South Africa because I bet it'll be like a three month period that I can't do it after. Yeah. That. Um, okay, so person, they could tell from the semen sample it's somebody with type A blood. They couldn't be more specific than that. And they could also tell from the semen sample that the killer had some some spermatological characteristic that only 10% of the male population has. Special so, sperm. Pineapple. I couldn't. Pineapple I couldn't. hues. <laughs> <laughs> Tasting really notes into of pineapple. Asparagus. Um, it was Burke Ramsey, and um, knew it. <laughs> it was definitely him. Absolutely. <laughs> so, no, I couldn't. I tried to figure out, couldn't figure out. Although apparently there are like a million different types of like sperm shapes, so maybe that's what it was, or maybe it was some sort of like enzyme that he carried. I don't know, whatever. But they got this bit of information okay for a time though that was about as far as the investigation got two and a half years later in the summer of 1986 another 15 year old girl dawn ashworth goes missing less than a mile away from the linda mann crime scene no she vanished while walking home from a friend's house Mm mm-hmm Two days later, Dawn's body was found dumped on a footpath locally known as <clears throat> Ten Pound Lane. Good lord. They all have such odd names. It make it's not like Anderson Memorial <laughs> Footpath. Right. It's like <gasps> Veterans of Foreign Wars Footpath. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> MLK Footpath. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, well, back down. Um, she, too, had been raped and murdered. 
Don't say it while laughing. She too had been raped and murdered. That's much better. Don't say it twice. Yeah, God, don't say it two times. (laughs) And her body was also covered with branches and twigs. We've got a serial rapist on our hands. And murderer. A lot of twigs in the area. And murderer. But don't you have to murder three or more people to be a serial killer? Yeah, but this is pretty gross. Yeah. So I feel like they just lumped it in and they were like, all right. Um, There were obvious signs of a struggle. Mm-hmm. Uh, police immediately linked the two murders, and so did the local press. The Leicester, Worcestershire, the Worcestershire Mercury newspaper ran the footpath. Headline, <laughs> footpath <laughs> proved deadly. <laughs> no, ran the headline: "Killer in our midst." Yep. Um, and investigators. Uh, were able to uh, glean another semen sample from Don's body, and it revealed uh, what everyone had already suspected, which is that the two girls were murdered by the same man. Mm-hmm. Gleaning semen sounds oh, so gross. I hate yeah. it. I love to glean, <laughs> but not when it's a semen sample. You love to glean, like, <laughs> knickknacks and yeah. food. Yeah. I love yeah. a good gleaning. Mm-hmm. Or gleaning from, like, a live man that you're, like, you know, In cahoots in. with. Ooh. Ooh. Um, I'm going to glean your man milk. Oh, no. <laughs> no. your gentleman's relish. <laughs> I'm good, thanks. <laughs> All oh right. God. So soon investigators zeroed in on a prime suspect. 17-year-old Richard Buckland. 17? Oh, my God. Richard reportedly knew key details about Don's murder that police hadn't released to the public. Classic Dick Buckworth, or Buckland. Yeah, Buckland. (laughs) So the police, they bring him in, they question him. Richard quickly admits to Don's murder. Mm. Can we call him Dick just because it seems appropriate for this episode? Dick Buck? Just wait, just wait. Oh, okay. Then he retracts his confession. Like, hmm. always. in the same interview. Starting to sound like a Brendan Dassey situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Richard also refuses to confess to Linda's murder. Uh, mm. So he confesses to the most recent one, but not to the first one, three years prior, when he would have been 14. Yeah, no oh way. God. I mean, I guess him. maybe way, but, like, it seems off. Yeah, right. Maybe way. Maybe way. Um, <laughs> But police uh, scoff at this because forensically they know for a fact that the girls had the same killer. And if he admits to one, then they've got him for both. Which makes Mm -hmm. sense if he's actually the killer. Right. So Richard confesses to Don's murder again and then again immediately retracts his confession. What the fuck? Was he a patient at this psychiatric (laughs) hospital they found her by? Well... Something important to note is that in addition to the fact that police are questioning a minor and yeah. definitely Brendan Dassey style with like no guardian present. Right. Um, Richard and with also, the whole just tell us you did it and then you can go home situation yeah, happening. Right. Probably. So didn't you use a knife? Uh, <laughs> didn't everyone. you do X, Y yeah. and Z in this order and sign this yeah. piece of paper we wrote for you? Um mm. <laughs> So Richard also uh, has severe learning difficulties. Yep. 
Oh. It's coming. It's becoming clear to me now what's fucking happening here. Right. Nevertheless, prosecutors charge Buckland with Don Ashworth's murder, but they also want to get him for Linda Mann's murder. Uh-huh. Okay, so they need testimony from a forensic expert in order to charge him with both murders because they've they've got this, but they need an expert on the stand to like explain this to the jury because it's still pretty new like forensic technology, right? Right. So they reach out to Dr. Alec Jeffries, and he was later knighted, so now he's a sir, but at the time he was not a sir, he was just a doctor, so I'm going with doctor. Okay. Um, so the year before, Dr. Jeffries, a genetic researcher, uh, somewhat stumbled upon a brand new forensic technique, DNA fingerprinting, mm-hmm. which has nothing to do mm-hmm. with fingers. It's Correct. just DNA like mapping an individual's DNA and like yeah, comparing it. It's like unique it. identifying factors of DNA, much like a fingerprint. Right, exactly. Um, Dr. Jeffries had previously discovered that no two people have the same DNA profile except for identical twins. Mm-hmm. So police submitted both semen samples from the crime scenes plus a blood sample from Richard Buckland, who was in custody at this time, for comparison. Dr. Jeffries confirmed the initial finding that Linda and Don shared the same killer. But to investigators' disappointment, he conclusively excluded Richard Buckland as the killer. Okay. Mm. So after three months in custody awaiting trial, Richard Buckland was released and all charges were dropped against him. Okay. And this is the first case of someone being found innocent based on DNA fingerprinting. In the UK. Cool. In the world. In the world. Oh, yeah, because when is this? This is 1983. By now, it is 86 or 87. Okay. Oh. Because I have one in my case that happens at about the same time, and they also say it was the first one in history, and mine's like between 83 and 87. Oh. But it's not in England. No. (laughs) To the United States. So it's possible that it happened around the same time and there's just wishy-washy, yeah. like, who who done it first? It was a new technology and it was groundbreaking for each of these Correct. areas. It was early. It was fucking yeah. early. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So this is good news for Richard Buckland, obviously. Like, he can live his life, thank God. Mm-hmm. Um, but it meant that police were back to square one in trying to solve both of these murders. Right. Unless so. Dick has a twin. No. Oh, twin Dick. Um, <laughs> so they decide to take extreme measures. Over a period of eight months, the Lester... Lest, okay. Leicestershire Constabulary. <laughs> Constabulary? Ooh. Yeah. Cons- Vocabulary. Worcestershire sauce Constabulary. Yeah. Asks over 5,500 men to voluntarily provide blood or saliva samples for comparison. Or semen. Uh, no. Can I just whack <laughs> off and get more volunteers? Yeah, 5,500 <laughs> men to jack off into a cup. They did not ask for anyone to jack for off. For science. 
Um, it's for science. It's for we'll science. Provide the porn. Yeah. <laughs> Letters were sent to every male born between 1953 and 1970 who had lived or worked in the vicinity in recent years. It's like a draft for DNA. Yeah. Totally. Absolutely. <clears throat> and the first There's of its kind. <laughs> Maybe. Unless your case has this as well. No. No. Okay. There's no <laughs> men and mass being called to come jizz in a cup in my case. <laughs> Slight liberties. It's not in her case either. Slight liberties. Listen, that's exactly what happened and you know oh. it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Testing centers were established in a local school. Oh my God. <laughs> and council <laughs> office. Um, and they, it was open in the morning and evening, three days a week for eight months. Oh, my God. Um, this was an incredible effort, especially because it was based around a brand new untested forensic technique. Right. Okay. So they asked 5,000 or whatever men to come do it. Is that how many guys came to do Did they all come? Well, okay. <laughs> 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 We're so mature. Okay. <laughs> okay. There were some questions about the legal and ethical implications of the mass screening program, but ultimately the program was voluntary and very few men declined. Yeah. So, <laughs> they all came. <laughs> they all came, basically. En masse. Yeah, en masse. <laughs> the world's first mass coming. Again, I want to reiterate <laughs> that this was for blood and saliva samples. <laughs> I don't even care. <laughs> <Okay>. Your version <laughs> of events is boring. They uh. all came. <laughs> <laughs> they all chimed in. Um, <laughs> oh, gross. <laughs> okay, many of those who initially declined to provide a sample later bowed to public pressure and ended up submitting a sample in the end. So, like, a few men it's were like, like I don't like needles. And the police they were like, cool, bro, submitting. give us your saliva. And then they were like, Okay. I don't like Q-tips. <laughs> yeah. um, okay, but eight months, all this time, all this effort, all this testing, basically the whole area is tested. No matches are detected. None? They're all outside smoking a cigarette at the same time. <laughs> ah, was it good for you? <laughs> Most fun I've had in a lab. <laughs> there's there's a run on porno mags in Leicestershire County. <laughs> so many Jergens bottles oh, required. Kleenex. Okay. UK wide Jergens shortage strikes town of Leicestershire. <laughs> Wait, okay. worldwide shortage strikes town. That's a that's bad. <laughs> Sense. Yeah, drunk. that's the biggest flaw in this joke. <laughs> I'm drunk. Okay, so this story might have ended unsatisfactorily Ooh. there. Oh. <laughs> Doubt it. Uh, if it hadn't been for a bit of drunken pub gossip. 
Always. Yes. Always. The best kind of forensic evidence. Yep. <laughs> so on August 1st, 1987, just 10 days before my birth, um, <laughs> a baker Boo. named Ian Kelly drunkenly <laughs> admitted over a pint with friends that he had agreed to impersonate his coworker, a man named Colin Pitchfork. Feral. Oh, my God. What the fuck? <laughs> and submit a sample of his own DNA on Colin's behalf. Oh, Ooh, no. It was Colin Pitchfork. Yep. Pitch- with the hammer in the library. <laughs> Pitchfork. On the footpath. <laughs> Pitchfork had told Kelly that mm-hmm. he had already done this favor for a buddy of his, who a man who had already some convictions and didn't want to be harassed by the police. So right. Colin was like, hey, bro, like, I already gave my sample. Can I borrow your sperm? Yeah, like, I already gave my sample for my friend, and now I need someone to give a sample for me, or otherwise I'm they're going to catch man. me. Yeah. Whatever. Okay. Pitchfork then doctored his own passport by adding... Ian Kelly's photograph to wow. make it possible for Ian Kelly to like walk in and pretend to be him. This is intense. Yeah. A woman, so this already happened during the sweep, and now Ian Kelly is like having a beer and telling people about it. Mm-hmm. And a woman in the pub overhears the conversation and reports it to police because good girl, good girl, fucking patriarchy. <laughs> these other dudes are like, ha ha ha, cool story, bro. Like, no, no, they don't say anything. Yeah, <laughs> oh, get out of here. You always see something, say something. Be a good patriot. Yeah, unless it's regarding black people in a park using coal. Oh my. There are yeah. lots of reasons not to involve the police, but this would be one of those good fucking reasons to involve the police. If you see just something legitimate, if you yeah. invent something in your <laughs> crazy white lady brain... <laughs> then shut the fuck up and leave <laughs> yeah. everyone alone. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Also, white dude brain. Okay, um... So, a woman over here tells police. About six weeks later, a 27-year-old cake decorator. Oh, my new favorite person. (laughs) Colin Pitchfork is arrested. He's a cake decorator? Yeah, and he's, like, really good at it. Pitchfork, I wanted to like you. He's really good at it. Do you have any photos of his I don't have any. Can we go to the drive? I don't have any photos of the cake. We will go to the drive soon. Oh, actually, do you want to go to the drive briefly to look at this, the forensic genius guy? Because he looks like a murderer, even though he's, I like, a forensic always genius. always want to go to the drive. We want the cake. We, we want, want the, cake. the cake. We want right. the cake. <laughs> and new listeners, when we say the drive, that's our own personal thing. But It'll be on the, the f- blog. All the photos that we mentioned will be on our blog, which is wineandcrimepodcast.com. Yeah, just go to the blog. Just replace the word drive with blog for your own purposes. Yep. All right, so do we see this pictures little bearded of, guy? of, like, a creepy bearded man holding, like, oh. DNA samples? Yup. Yeah, he's, like, eyes a forensic so genius, but he looks like a murderer. He looks like he's Robert Durst. Asking, 
to be arrested for literally anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. On Put a Band-Aid on his lip and he's Robert Durst. Like, I, like <laughs> I'm sorry this man, like, revolutionized forensics and criminology and everything. Oh, good like, for you. He looks he like a He sort of murderer. looks like a pervy Mr. Bean. Yeah. <laughs> he totally does look like Mr. Bean. <laughs> okay. So, cake decorator Colin Pitchfork arrested. Rapist. Pitchfork was married with two young sons. No. He was known as a good worker, but, quote, moody and a bit creepy around his female co-workers. Oh, weird. Shocker. That does not narrow it down, I feel. Yeah. Uh, turns out Pitchfork also had convictions for indecent exposure. Of course he did. Mm-hmm. And under questioning, he admitted to exposing himself to over one thousand women and girls holy shit my god where do you find the time are you just flashing crowds well since his early teenage years and he was 27 he'd been flashing women good lark um and part of his weekly routine yeah sounds like it also wake up flick bean flash women we need to take flashing way more seriously. Oh, because absolutely. Because it's flashing such a fucking disturbing. warning sign for sexual 100%, assault. 100%. It's a symptom of a lot of other fucking problems. It's yeah. not good. Yeah. Um, Even if you're flashing people at a bookstore for the blind. Correct. Yes. And you have to become so a patron counts. to know what that reference is to. Yes. That is a real reference. Become a patron. Go listen to our drunk dives. Mm-hmm. Still counts. Um. Okay, so Pitchfork had also been referred for therapy to the same psychiatric hospital on whose grounds Linda Mann's body was found. There it is. Oh, called it. Called it. it. Yeah, Lucy always calls it like way too fucking early in my cases, and I like. And then you're like, now what do I do? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, don't give away the cow, you know. So why buy the cow and you're giving away the milk for free? (laughs) I try to lay little like tidbits, little foreshadowing. I know it's good. I like it. I never pick up on it because I'm both dumb (laughs) and inebriated. (laughs) Just like I'm your perfect audience. Oh, okay, so. A little dribble. Uh, Drizzle. Cake decorator. (laughs) Drizzle. No! (laughs) 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 Little Pee Wee Herman in there. Okay, so speaking of. (laughs) um, Speaking of Pee Wee Herman and flashing. (laughs) Oh, no. Pitchfork. Full circle. uh, Three years prior, Pitchfork had been questioned. soon after Linda Mann was murdered, and he told police that he had been taking care of one of his sons that evening. And perhaps the worst part of this story is that he wasn't lying. He had... He had been with his young son on the night Linda was murdered. In fact, he had left his infant son sleeping in the car while he raped and murdered the girl. Oh, my God. What a fucking monster. Then he went home and put his son to bed. Oh, my God. Yeah. So that's disgusting. When Pitchfork's real blood sample was compared to the evidence from the two murders, the proof was overwhelming. It was a perfect match. 
Um, Pitchfork pled guilty to both murders as well as an additional sexual assault, claiming that sexual assault and rape were compulsions for him, and he oh, couldn't help off. himself. Um, Turn yourself he, in and go to jail, and then you can't bust out and rape people. Right. Well, I yeah. mean, lots I'm of sure people get raped com- in jail there, but... I'm sure it is a compulsion. Right. That does not mean that it's excusable. Correct. Mm-hmm. You still have to take responsibility for your heinous, heinous bullshit. Yeah. Um, he also said that he strangled his victims in order to avoid being identified and caught. So it wasn't about the murder for him. It was about the, the rape. The cover-up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, Pitchfork was sentenced to a minimum of 30 years in prison, although this was later reduced to 28 years in prison. Not enough. Never enough. Mm-mm. Now, it should be easy for the three of us to do this bit of math because he was sentenced to 30 years in prison in 1988. I mean, easy for who? So he's out now. Well, we were. We he's were, out now. We were born in 87 and we're 30 years old. Yeah, so he's out. But he got out at, he got out after 28 so years. So he got well, out 2 years so ago. So he's been out for th- he's, he's been out for he's 3 years. He's eligible for parole after 28 years. So okay. is he still in prison okay. or is he out then? So in 2016, Pitchfork's appeal for parole was denied, but within the same year, so between 2016 and like January 2017, he was moved to what's called an open prison. Oh, God. Is that like cage-free eggs? Mm -hmm. I I guess, yeah. Free range. able to roam and I don't know. Um, and he was also permitted unsupervised days and nights outside of the prison. What? That's the not fuck? prison. Yeah. That's not prison. It's not prison. I agree. Oh my God. Um, paparazzi oh. caught photos of Pitchfork, uh, who has since changed his name to Thorpe. Oh my Pitch God. Thorpe? Pitch Thorpe. <laughs> 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 Pitch Thorpe. Pitch <laughs> Thorpe. Thorpe. What a clever. <laughs> Disguise from Changed pitchfork his name to pitch to thorp. fork pitch. Fork pitch. <laughs> um, thorp fork. <laughs> well, out on a six-hour shopping trip from prison. So go to the drive. There's some oh, photos. Who goes shopping for six hours? There's a photo. That, somebody who doesn't want to go back to prison. Six There's hours of this. shopping sounds like prison to me. Yeah. But, yeah. You know. Do you see the guy, like the schlubby, like middle-aged guy with the b- white beard? Oh, yeah. Yep. That's yep. him. He's just like, Ew. out. He's just out. Just cruising around. He also doesn't have any shopping bags, so this is super suspicious. Oh, so good weird. point. Good point. In some, like, lower security prisons in the States, you can get out temporarily during the day for, like, work study, essentially, mm. where you just, you could work at a site away from the prison but you're like taken there and brought back and you don't just have like yeah you're like time. S- almost supervised well, yeah. but you're not like shopping before he so was convicted ted bundy did that but then he escaped from the library yeah so weird he does look like a fucking pervert gross guy all right so pitchfork thorpe whatever thorpe pitch, pitch thorpe um Pitchthorpe. Had been ba- <laughs> uh, has been banned from setting foot in Leicester sauce. Mm-hmm. I really want to bloody marry you guys. And uh, while in prison, Colin Pitchfork cum Thorpe. <laughs> cum Magna Cum Thorpe. 
Nailed it. <laughs> uh, became an expert in the transcription of music into Braille for the blind. Like sheets of music, I think, for playing. Okay. Um, I mean, that's okay. kind of like, honorable. That's okay. good, but like you're still a murderer. I still hate you. Um, yeah. Yeah, you're still a horrible person. And he also controversially publicly presented a piece of sculpture entitled Bringing the Music to Life, uh, which he presented uh, anonymously initially, but then once people figured out that he was the artist, the piece had to be removed due to public outcry. I have so many feelings about, like, known murderers who are also artists. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, John Wayne Gacy was, like, an artist. Mm -hmm. And uh, who, that super big stacked guy that we talked about in Brute Strength. Oh, yeah. yeah Bronson. Yeah. Bronson. Yep. Yeah. Tom Hardy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Tom Hardy. This mm -hmm. also always makes me wonder how many, like, mundane products and other things we may use on a fairly regular basis that were made by really heinous people mm. yeah like license plates i mean that was yeah. an obvious one but yeah. braille music pages turned into braille right made by like yeah. a serial rapist murderer yeah and yeah it's who would have like, thought it's weird it's so weird to think about i'm like looking at things in my room going who made that Mm-hmm. Um, well, both of uh, his victims' families uh, came out when this when this was public that this piece of sculpture that was for sale. Mm -hmm. um, uh, that makes sense. Yeah, I get it now. That gross. makes it. Yeah, yeah, that's gross. Yeah, it was for sale for like six hundred pounds. Mm -hmm. um, so both of the victims' families came out and they were like, "Look, like my daughter was really good at art, but she didn't have the fucking opportunity to." Right keep creating art and try to you sell raped art. and murdered her right exactly so like fuck you i yep. don't want you to have this opportunity which like fucking fair mm -hmm. enough mm -hmm. um earlier this month like earlier in may 2018 pitchfork wow. was denied parole again but he will soon be up for full release on parole within two years yep and wow. uh, when asked about his impending release, Linda Mann's mother told reporters, quote, you can say he's a well-behaved prisoner, but don't ever forget that he's a well-behaved double child killer. And rapist. Ugh. Yeah. 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 Ugh. So that's Colin Pitchfork and my super nice. bummer of a case. Pitchthorpe. Super bummer. Where was the semen, besides the fact that we invented it? No, because there was semen on... That was the evidence that they were testing the DNA Yeah, against. they used that. Oh, that's right. Yep. That's right. That's yep, right. Yep, that's yep, right. Yep, yep. Yeah. Love it. Nice work, mm -hmm. Kay. Nice. Mm -hmm. Nice job. Proud of you. Danke. Mm -hmm. All right. And now a word from our sponsor. Ooh. Care.com is the world's largest digital marketplace for finding and managing family care. Hmm. At Care.com, you can find care for everyone in the family. Whether you need child, uh, child care while you're at work or want to line up a date night sitter, Care.com is there for you. Ow, ow. Find sit. Ooh, yes. <laughs> date bow, night. Bow, bow, wow. Ah, 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 ah. 
Uh, fine sitters and nannies, housekeepers, dog walkers, senior care, tutors, errand runners, and more. Full-time, part-time, anytime. Care.com makes it easy to take care of all of your household employer obligations, including nanny taxes, with Care.com Home Pay. Care.com provides access to a variety of background check options that you can purchase to help you make the best hiring decision. And you can join for free as a basic member and start searching for great local caregivers. Once you upgrade to premium membership, you can reach out to these caregivers. You can schedule interviews. You can even book and pay for care online through the app as a premium member. So when you've had a long day, what is the last thing that you want to do when you're tired? Anything. <laughs> Literally anything. Well, especially clean. Anything besides eating hummus in bed. <laughs> yes, I hate cleaning anyway. Amanda yep. really hates cleaning. I can vouch for that. Um, yep. So, yeah. Oh, no, she's right. <laughs> quit, quit pushing off your cleaning chores and hire a housekeeper instead. Nailed it. Uh, so, you may not need help, but someone you know may need help. So, it could be your mom or dad, grandma. Your podcast co host. Yes. Yep. Someone who moved into their first apartment and doesn't really know Woo. how to adult yet. Hey. Um, hey. <laughs> somebody who's become a new parent, so maybe their freezer is full of casseroles and hot dishes, but mm -hmm. you still want to like do something really nice and practical for them. Um, let them know about care.com because better care starts at care.com. Uh, so for people who just brought home a newborn baby, Things can be really hectic, I can imagine. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah. they can hire a housekeeper to keep things, like, somewhat sane and tidy mm -hmm. around the house while they're, like, focusing on more important things, which is this new life that they brought yep. into the world. Um, also, if you have pets, all three of us have pets, and my yep. pet is mm -hmm. extremely furry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she is part chow. Yeah. Um, so pets can put a strain on cleanliness. So with care.com, you can book a housekeeper and keep things clean. Mm -hmm. And there are always occasions and opportunities that arise that require you to spruce up your place, like your parents visiting, a birthday party, a New Year's Eve gathering, or just getting out of the town for vacation and leaving your house vacant. So get some help cleaning before your guests arrive or before you go out of town, and it costs a lot less than you think. You can hire a housekeeper today with rates starting at only $19 an hour, which is so worth it. They come in for a mm -hmm. couple hours to clean up your space, and then you're coming home from some sort of holiday to a clean house, which is amazing. And you can complete your to-do list a lot faster. You can hire helpers to go do meal prep for you. You can hire them to do laundry, run errands off of like your random day-to-day -day list. Just mm -hmm. get some of these items off your hands. Yeah. And I have a premium membership, so I was able to log in and then just like type out sort of what I'm looking for. And my specific task that I do once or twice a year is to take all the screens off of my windows yes. and wash them and then wash all the windows. Mm. It is such a pain. Yeah. I hate doing it myself. Yeah. I really do. So that is specifically what I hired someone to come over to do. Mm -hmm. Well, I haven't hired them yet, but I laid that out in my, um, you know, what I'm looking for. And I've gotten so many responses from so many great people with like really great rates. And you've, you know, you would, you would think that hiring somebody to come clean your house for you is like super luxurious mm -hmm. and maybe an expense that isn't worth doing. 
which for many people, you know, that might be the case, but for these rates and for what you're getting out of it's it and for so how easy it. it is, yeah. it's super worth 100%. it in my book. So, yeah, my windows will be clean very, very soon. I'm super excited. So the liquidy bank can really yeah. see right in there. Ick. Yeah. This is not absolutely. something where you have to hire like a recurring maid service that comes in three times a week. This is like, oh crap, my in-laws are coming to town this weekend. I'm going to pop on my yep. care.com premium account, see who can help me get my house in order because I just don't have time to yep. get all of this crap yep. together. Just a one-time yeah. one time thing. It's amazing. That's the best part. Mm -hmm. I love it. Okay, so for 30% off a care.com premium membership, visit care.com forward slash gals. So that's C-A-R-E dot com forward slash G-A-L-S when you subscribe. Again, care.com forward slash gals. You get 30% off a care.com premium membership, which connects you to all of these fabulous folks that will come and make your life clean and tidy and fabulous and perfect so worth it treat your screens yep. <laughs> amazing okay are we ready yeah I'm, ready. I'm so ready many people will know of this case we're talking today about timothy w spencer or the south side strangler oh excellent who is an american serial killer who committed four rapes slash murders in the richmond virginia area in the fall of 1987. oh my god we oh both god. went back to 87. birth year in addition lots of jizz that year yeah lot, lot of jizz a lot of uh criminal yeah. convicting jizz in 87. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, in addition, he committed another murder in 1984, which a different man, David Vasquez, was wrongfully convicted of, and poor David Vasquez served five years in prison until he was oh. appealed and reprieved in 1989, and we'll talk about that a little bit later. Mm. Spencer became the first murderer to be convicted on the basis of DNA evidence in Virginia. Mm. Cool. Mm -hmm. Missed so. it by just a few months. Yep, just a few months. Well, he's the first to be convicted in Virginia, and then the David Vasquez thing comes back later. Okay, okay. So Spencer's first reported victim was 35-year-old Debbie Dudley Davis, Triple D. Triple D. Yep. Debbie Downer Dudley Davis. Well, I mean, the case is a Debbie Downer, but Debbie Dudley Davis seemed like a very lovely person. Yeah. And unfortunately, I like her name. Spencer raped and strangled her in her apartment, where her naked body was discovered lying on the bed. Mm. In uh, September of, I think this was 86 or 85. No, 87. Like a lot of this happened within a very brief period in 87. Sorry. Mm -hmm. um, hmm. Let me see where I am. Okay. The medical examiner determined that the ligature had been twisted two or three times and the cause of death was ligature strangulation, which means mm -hmm. like they used a something to strangle you. Yeah. Yeah. The, the pressure Jesus. exerted was so great that in addition to cutting into Miss Davis's neck muscles, larynx, Ugh. and voice box, <gasps> it had caused blood congestion in her head and a hemorrhage in one of her eyes. Oh, my God. What oh did my he God. use? I'm not really sure. Some There are different things that he used in different scenarios. Okay, this one, it might have been this in this next line. 
Uh, in addition, her nose and mouth were bruised, and Miss Davis's hands were bound by the use of shoestrings. So it's possible uh. that shoestrings were also used to strangle her. But well, all probably just whatever was like lying around. And it her. said the shoestrings were attached to the ligature device. So who knows what was around her neck? Could have been anything. He could have Gross. like brought something in. Like sometimes yep. they like bring in like a stick with a cord mm-hmm. on it that they can like easily use. Yep. Oh, like twist it? Yeah. Keyboard killer? Yeah. Semen stains were found on the victim's bedclothes, and the presence of spermatozoa was also found when rectal and vaginal swabs of the victim were taken. Oh, no. Yep. In addition, when the victim's pubic hair was combed, two hairs were recovered that did not belong to Debbie. Mm -hmm. Two weeks later, Dr. Susan Hellams was found dead and partially stripped in her West 31st Street home on the night of October 2nd, 1987, or possibly early in the morning of October 3rd, 1987, like somewhere around midnight, possibly. Mm-hmm. The police uh. were called by her husband after he, was returned, after he returned home and discovered her partially clothed body on the floor of the couple's bedroom closet. Oh. Dr. Hellams was a resident in neurosurgery at the Medical uh. College of Virginia in Richmond. So she was like a genius. Yep. I mean, uh, he had great taste in women, I guess. Ugh. Motherfucker. Well, I I mean, like, I feel like this paints a different portrait of the female victim. So many times it's like, uh, like a poorer, you know, maybe blue collar worker mm-hmm. or a single woman at home. Like but she had a husband. Co-ed. Yeah. Yeah. She was a doctor with a husband. He bounces entered, around a presumably lot. Presumably entered her home and raped and killed he her. He didn't have a type. Not that okay. it not that it matters. I mean, it every, doesn't matter. But sometimes matters, in a serial situation, there is a pattern. Mm-hmm. And right. just for the sake of information, he did not yeah. seem to have one. I'm just pointing out yep. that this is like not the typical female victim that is portrayed in in the media, media. Yeah. shows like ours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Um, her attacker got into her house by cutting out a large portion of a second-story bedroom window screen. The medical examiner determined that the cause of Dr. Hallam's death was ligature strangulation, apparently caused by two belts found around her neck. And like Miss Davis, she too had been raped and strangled as well as having been gagged. So that was October 3rd. Now it's the 22nd of November. Another victim is found in her apartment wow. outside, of this, out, just outside of Richmond. Um, Diane Cho, she's a teenage student. She was also raped and strangled in an eerily similar manner to the other victims in so her like, family like, apartment. This is like once a month. Like he is not no, it's, slowing down. Yeah, it's even more often than that because this all really happens over the course of like 10 weeks. Shit. Um, Spencer's wow. final. He's all over the place. I mean, he is and he isn't. Like he stayed pretty much around Richmond, Virginia, except for this one situation where his final victim, Susan Tucker, she was 44. She was raped and murdered in her condominium in Arlington, Virginia, on or around November 27th, 1987. But her body wasn't found in her apartment until December 1st, 1987, and her injuries were consistent with all of the other shit that he mm-hmm. had done. Um, they left detectives certain that her death was caused by the murderer that had now been dubbed by the media as the Southside Strangler. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then a little bit of a wrench got thrown in things because two people were found dead on the same day, January 16th, 1988. Uh, someone named Rena Shapuri and a few blocks away, Michael St. Hilaire. And though initially they thought this to be another 
you know, killing by the Southside Strangler. Cheparee's death was determined to be the work of a copycat. Oh, she great. Had, she, yeah. She had not been raped, and there were other very, like, inconsistent things with the, with the scene. Mm-hmm. Um, and St. Hilaire's death was, ruined a, was ruled a suicide. I think they had found him hanging from, like, an overpass. Mm. And it was looking oh, like Jesus. a potential strangling situation, but then it was ruled post-mortem as a suicide. Okay. Well, and not that men can't rape other men, but that's the only guy in this Correct. series. Right. Too. So there were there were definitely definite deviations in this scenario from his typical crime scene, and those there were enough deviations for them for investigators to decide that it was not, not a related like incident. Yep. Yeah, but the timing was just so crazy that it was like fuck. Now we've got two more people on the same day. And right. he's traveling a little bit. Um, so on January 20th, 1988, Arlington County Police did arrest Timothy Wilson Spencer, a then 25-year-old Richmond resident, for the rape and murder of Susan Tucker in her Arlington home. Police established that Spencer had traveled from Richmond to Arlington during the period of her death to spend Thanksgiving with his mother, oh who lived about God. a mile from Tucker's home. That Jesus. is the most disgusting thing when it's like mm-hmm. killers travel not to like prey on their victims, no. but because they have like family obligations mm-hmm. and Isn't loved that crazy? ones. Oh my god! He was subsequently charged with the murders of Debbie Davis and Su- Dr. Susan Hellams and Diane Cho. And at the times of these Richmond murders, Spencer had been staying at a South Richmond parolee's halfway hel- house <gasps> within walking distance of both Davis and Hellams' residences. He was their neighbor. Was he, but if he's staying at a parolee's halfway house, was he mm-hmm. a parolee? A parolee? Yeah, he was. We'll get there. Okay. Um, before his release, he had been serving a sentence for a 1984 burglary conviction explaining the hiatus in his offending. So oh. he was arrested for burglary charges in 1984, dormant from any kind of uh, illegal activity. And then he's released and living in this halfway, halfway house in 87, and all of a sudden he starts doing this shit. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Forensic testing was commenced on various biological and other samples found at the crime scenes as the cases were prepared for trial. Not only was semen collected vaginally from his victims and rectally, but often collected from large patches he left on their clothing and surrounding areas of the crime scene, indicating that at some point during his process, he would masturbate on and around his victims. Great. Ew. Yep. In addition to... Raping them. Oh, Jesus. Where did he get all the relish? You know what? Some people have a lot of relish. He's a young man. Mm -hmm. They're fully stocked. Oh, my God. Um, More than a teaspoon, guys. So nasty. Following these successful incidents of forensic testing, um, his DNA was compared with samples collected at other similar crime scenes in both open and closed cases around Virginia, and this cross-checking uncovered DNA evidence that tied him to that 1984 murder of Carol Hamm, mm. which that poor bastard David Vasquez had been convicted of, right. and Vasquez was acquitted after having served five years of a 35-year prison sentence and was the first American, okay, first American go. to be exonerated based on DNA evidence. Just a reminder, this is why DNA is so fucking important. So, like, if you get attacked, scratch, bite, and destroy at all costs. Yeah. And also pee. Yep. Anything yeah. you, you can do. You are able to pee on command. Piss, fucking do shit, it. Anything queef, you can do. Pull out your tampon. Do whatever you can do. Like, get nasty yeah. ladies and gentlemen and everything in between because you got to mm-hmm. leave some sort of identifying feature of yourself and try to get trace evidence of the person attacking you at any fucking cost. Yeah. Don't make it easy for them. No. 
Um, Spencer's first trial was in July of 1988. He was charged with the murder of Susan Tucker. He was convicted with DNA evidence, and it was the first case in Virginia in which DNA was used to prove identity, and he was sentenced to death. Following his conviction for the Tucker murder, Spencer again went on trial, this time in Richmond, because remember, she was in, Susan was in Arlington, but he Mm -hmm. also had these murders and rapes in Richmond, so now he had Mm -hmm. to go on trial there. Um, for rape, burglary, and murder of Debbie Davis. DNA evidence in the form of semen and hairs collected at the scene of Debbie's murder was determined to be consistent with Spencer's DNA. Forensic evidence given at his trial indicated that the statistical likelihood that the DNA found at the crime scene came from anyone other than him was one in 705 million. Billion. Sorry, billion. She's looking at my notes. Cheat. Which is crazy. No, you're right. That's million. Yeah, that is million. I was going to say, it's six zeros, not however many zeros in billion. I'm drunk. Classic. (laughs) Million. (laughs) Spencer was convicted of the burglary, rape, and capital murder of Debbie Davis on September 22nd, 1988. And another thing that's interesting, like where that 705 million uh, Mm. statistic comes from, is that, like, he also had a very specific blood type and a very, he had, like, a weird identifying. Not like condition that put him in like only thirteen percent of like the United States database of potentially matching DNA. Mm-hmm. So like of all the DNA in every database that existed in the in the late eighties for any kind of forensics, he was he one was of rare thirteen percent. Yeah, he was rare within that subset. Which yeah, this statistic comes into play because he did make attempts at a last minute appeal, okay. and it's like how the fuck are you even going to try to overturn that? So Spencer comes to trial again in Richmond for the rape, burglary, and murder of, Su- of Dr. Susan Hellams. And on January 17th, 1989, he's convicted and sentenced to death again um, following the introduction of more DNA evidence that links him to the scene of Dr. Hellams' murder. So he's now been sentenced to death twice. <laughs> okay, not great. Um, no. He was executed on April 27th, 1994. Oh. Yep. His electrocution, again, this is Virginia, so, like... They do it quick. Yeah. We're not wasting but, time. Yeah. His electrocution... I'm glad they didn't, like, cancel each other out. No. <laughs> That's not how it works. Double negative. No. Uh, it came after a flurry of last-minute legal efforts that went as high as the U.S. Supreme Court, which rejected a request to s- for a stay at 10.45 p.m. the night of his execution. Mm-hmm. Um, Spence's attorneys had frantically pleaded for... Re- retesting of the DNA genetic material that led to his convictions but were denied because, again, one in over 700 million, like, mm-hmm. there's no way. That's too compelling. It's not worth it. And we've now yeah. tested this evidence in three or four separate trials Yeah, where you've been matched. So, like, just fucking give up. Jesus. Um, this whole story is obviously fucked up and leaves me feeling very angry with this man, and I am not a supporter of the death penalty, but I can also say I'm not sad that this man can't ever get out of prison because, right. like, we also have a shitty justice system where I could see him being up for parole. You know what I mean? Like yeah, it's fucked like up. Like my guy. Exactly. Um, yep. And this story had gained a shit ton of media attention, not only because it was an all-out terror fest in and around Richmond, Virginia, but also because of the new use of DNA evidence. So it's not surprising that a crowd of like over a hundred people gathered outside the prison on the day of his execution. And they were pretty equally split. About half of them were death penalty opponents that were conducting a candlelight prayer vigil. And then the Mm -hmm. other half were, like, a boisterously celebrating crowd. 
and yeah. death penalty opponents were singing Amazing Grace while others yelled, quote, kill the bitch. So I am ni- I'm in neither of those camps. I'm, I'm not either. I just wouldn't <laughs> like, show up. I'd be like, yeah. oh, the death penalty is kind of gross, but like he also is a terrible monster. Anyway, right. what's for dinner? Yeah, exactly. I'm a little like, more sorry. neutral. And I'm not neutral on that many like big political no. things. Like Ultimately, I'm against the death penalty, but it's the one thing that's like, really on the line yeah i would be more i i am against the death penalty and i would be more vocal about it if our justice system wasn't so flawed as to allow like rapists and murderers to fucking get out on parole after not even close to a life sentence yeah i think we have so many problems that that's like just one thread right. in this cluster. But the other problem too is that the justice system is so flawed that it's more common than not that people are wrongfully convicted and then if they get right. put to death there's no there's no That's a back tragedy. That. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I do understand both sides of the issue and I'm not here to debate either one. Um, the case was watched closely nationwide because Spencer by then 32 was the first defendant ever sentenced to death on the basis of DNA genetic fingerprinting. So that might be worldwide. I don't know. Not so necessarily that so he was convicted, was, but mine was the first guy exonerated. Was yep, and yours and was mine the first was the first sentenced to death. Well, not necessarily even convicted; it just says sentenced to death on the basis okay. of DNA fingerprinting. Okay, okay. Um, his conviction was such a legal mystery or a milestone, sorry, that it prompted Virginia to open the first state DNA laboratory. So they didn't even have a state DNA laboratory set up anywhere in the country. They had private laboratories, but not state DNA laboratories. Yeah. So this launched the opening of those countrywide in the United States. It also inspired mystery writer Patricia Cornwell to write her popular Ooh. 1990 novel, Postmortem. Oh, all right. Yep. Go, go, Patty. Cool. Pretty fun. You go, Patty. Yeah. And there's also a really great, like, OG Forensic Files episode on this case. It focuses a lot more on Susan Tucker because those episodes are only like 25 minutes long. But Peter Thomas saying semen is pretty great. So I really (laughs) recommend you checking it out. Uh, It's season one, episode six, Southside Strangler. Yes. And that's my case. He had one in 700 million semen. God bless. You're one in 700 million. (laughs) God bless that unique trouser gravy. Unique. (laughs) <laughs> relish gentlemen's, gentlemen's <laughs> relish and god bless special thanks to db who De- dubious <laughs> blows blows yeah i don't know <laughs> increase their pledge from two dollars and fifty cents a month to five dollars a month thank you db you are Woo! not just trouser gravy to us you are not gross abigail <laughs> christman you're also donating five bucks a month thank you so much mm, thank you also to jessica Hartzell. you weren't a heart cell no. <laughs> to donate at five dollars a month nice <laughs> Jessica Lou in Lou you. of I <laughs> I lost it. I had too much to drink. Nailed it. Thank you. Sharon Rubin, I'm sharing the love with you for your five dollar donation. <laughs> mm. As we are with Allison Jarriman Nailed it. at ten dollars a month. Uh, yeah, thanks. You Sorry get a fucking patriarchy wine glass. That I did. 
at some yep, point. Yep, got a wine glass coming your way. Woo. As does Annie Simonton or Simonton. Simonton. Annie Ooh. Lennox Simonton. Thank you so much Seamonton. for your Simonton. <laughs> You're fitting for this episode. And thank you, Callie Clow, for your $10 a month donation. We really appreciate it. And wanted to Ooh. mention the phonetic spelling they gave us. <coughs> phonetic? Name is pronounced <laughs> Clow, like cloud, but with a G-H at the end, or like cow with an I thrown in there. Or you could pronounce it any way your little Minnesotan <laughs> heart wants to. That's an L, not an I. Nailed it. <laughs> oh, Christina Kirch. I thought it was an I, too. Oh, it's I not an I? Oh, with an L. L. Oh. L. Clow with an L. You're right. Oh my God. I'm drunk. <laughs> and that looks like an L. It looks like a, oh, an uppercase I. Yeah. Callie Christina Clally. Kirch, you are curtainly more intelligent than my co I hate you. You're bad. <laughs> Thank you for your $10 a month donation. Woo. And Maria Teresa Vasquez. Thank you. Uh, and you might be related to that guy that was exonerated on DNA evidence. I mean, I sort You're of also hope clearly not. a Catholic saint. Uh huh. Yeah. So thank you. Yeah. Uh, and Kelsey A. Skoyan, your name is cool. <laughs> Thanks for donating. <laughs> thank you also to Ace. Eva. If you fucked up the L and the I again, it might be Alfie. It might be Aoife. <laughs> no, it's, well, I don't know, but it's A-I-F-E. Debrick. Woo! <laughs> Thank you, you so much. Debrick. We're so sorry. House. Baby, you Debrick. Baby, you Debrick. I don't know. <laughs> uh, you got a wine glass coming. That's all I know for And sure. Christina Coralia, Coraglia, thank you. Look out in the mail for your wine glass. Keep an eye mm. on it. Same to you, Sophie Brooks Moiser. You've got a Brooks Moiser face. I can't. Keep going. It's always say Moise. <laughs> yep. Oh, God, you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you to Susanna, especially for having one very simple name for us. Thank for you, now. God. <laughs> we are Susanna, super not won't prepared you for cry this. for me? No, we were not prepared. I've come to Alabama with some gratitude on my knee. Nailed it. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> Morgan Ferris increased from 2 to $10 a month, and I think that is very Ferris. It is. Yes. Incredibly Ferris. And Corey also increased from 2 to $10 a month. You are so generous. Thank you. Damn. Love it. Starting out with the trash queen Woo! level. Woo! Trash queen. If you're at this level, you will receive a piece of trash from my house. Love it. <laughs> Along with a wine glass. Yeah. Uh, Yifong Wong. Woo! Really hope I pronounced that correctly. Love it. You are donating at $15 a month. Thank you so much. So yeah. much. It's your turn, Kenyon. Kenyon. Oh, Okay. Carolyn Nowrose, um, and sh Carolyn sent a name pronunciation guide saying that it her last name was like the Persian New Year Nowrose. So helpful. Nowrose. Yeah, Nowrose. 
Now Rose. She literally sent how to pronounce it. Now Rose. <laughs> and Carolyn is a PhD and works with body cameras in police departments, which is yes. super, super badass and necessary. Thank you, Carolyn. Thanks for Turn working on hard on accountability. On. Yep. Yeah. As long as they're on. And thank you, Jody Knight, who is currently giving $25 a month, which means they get to pick a case and or crime and or wine and or topic and or all of the above. And we're super pumped to see what you bring to the table. We can't wait. Yeah. Just oh, send yeah. us an Ditto email. For mm. Ditto for Emily Bushy. Yes. You've, bring, you've brought us bushels of joy. Mm. <laughs> As did Georgina Georgie Barnes. Georgie girl, we love you. I think she's a photographer in England. Cool. Because I might have looked at her Instagram cool. a bunch. <laughs> a bunch. Um, and just a <laughs> reminder, if you're like any one of my exes and you don't want to make a commitment to our show, uh, you can make a once-off donation just like our lovely friend Bethany Klein, Yay! who is also oh a God. 2005 <laughs> MHS graduate. Beth Thank you so Beth much Klein. for your contribution. We love yo. I went on a Go road skippers. trip with Beth Klein and her family to like Amazing. a haunted mansion in Nebraska or something. She's the reason <laughs> we have this podcast because she inspired you all those yeah. years ago. Yeah, thank you, Beth Klein. Woo. And your parents. Uh, Lucy. Of course, special thanks. Oh, and of course, a special thanks to our ta- our sponsor talk space, oh, our Tonker Spock Space. <laughs> the online therapy company that can connect you to a licensed therapist that you can contact via your cell phone it's amazing so and go to talkspace.com forward slash gals <laughs> to get started and get 30 bucks off your first month got it nailed it <laughs> teamwork makes the dream work, we need to go <laughs> Love you. bye 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 Thanks for listening to Wine and Crime. Our cover art is by Kali Yip. Music by Phil Young and Corey Wendell. Check out our website and blog at wineandcrimepodcast.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at wineandcrimepod. If you have wine recommendations or creepy true crime stories to share, email us at wineandcrimepodcast at gmail.com. Episodes are available on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, basically wherever you get your podcasts. More importantly, if you like the show, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. It really is the best way to spread the word. We are a totally independent show, so if you'd like to support us and get a shout-out on air, visit our Patreon page to keep this podcast and the wine flowing. Cheers! Hi, I'm Lucy Mortem. And my name is Ginny. And we invite you to join us every week on Les Mordio, where we discuss our favorite true crime topics. But not just true crime, any and all things dark and mysterious that pertain to the human psyche. Cults, conspiracy, weird pop culture. But hey, we're not professionals and we're often inappropriate. We really bank on you finding that charming, though. (laughs) So turn out the lights, lock the doors, and find us on your favorite podcast app. 